Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know who your parents are? Good morning, everybody. We're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI for this uh, Saturday, August 15th of 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, where, how now how can that sunlight be? Well, I guess it's not the sunset, it must be the sunrise or midday sun or whatever, but something sure gleaming off at uh, illustrious Radio TFI Tower right about now. You'll be able to see it for yourself shortly here, if you're indeed watching on Periscope. Scope. But without further ado, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We, Your week has come to a wonderful end. Here you are. It's Saturday morning. Bacon eggs crackling in the background. You're, uh, you've got the Saturday paper. You're scouring for deals. It is 1954. And by the way, the gleam you see off the uh, shining off both Executive Towers 1 and 2, John, is the light reflected off your bald head. So, that being said, oh, oh, oh it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? We got two hours of this, baby. Oh, boy, it's just starting. It's just starting. Uh, but anyway, good morning, kids and kittens. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. We hope and pray that you were with us Thursday night. We had a hoot and a holler Thursday night here. We did Saturday morning cartoons. And uh, if you missed that, well, go over to SoundCloud or go over to Periscope and, and you can you can find that show and uh, or go to RadioTFI.com and everything you need is right there. John? It is your total go-to website for everything Taxi Stand Hour. It is RadioTFI.com. Oh my goodness, we have, oh my, we have a, we got four hours worth of stuff we got to cram in a two-hour show today. (laughs) And we'll still be, and we'll still be searching for material in an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that something? That, we got a lot of material, but uh, unfortunately sometimes, uh, I I, I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Van Ness here is, 
quite under, I think he might have underestimated my rage this morning. He already found I'm, out I'm a little, I'm a little testy this morning. Uh, a little testy is, uh, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> we, we had, we had, I, I suggested that we try something for the technical side that all it will requires of Mr. Shannon is that he sit there and move his mouse a couple of times and sign into a site that he's been to a gazillion times. We spent what? the 10 minutes leading up to the show going back and forth oh. about that. And, and yeah, exactly. And normally I'd have said, probably would have said to him, okay, Ed, yeah. whatever you say, there you go. You see, go for it. That's, see, that's normally that's, how it would have went, but that's what we're looking for. Your subservience. Yeah. Well, that's how my non-subservient ass. See, now that's not subservient. This is why things don't work out. <laughs> If you're not going to give me total and complete 100% devotion and fealty, this can never work. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) I'm telling you. No, I, I am having, I'm having a very pissy mood today. Well, and it's, and it's rolling and it's it's rolling over from yesterday a little bit. Now, can I Um, ask a question? uh, It's what we do here. Is this something so big that it can't wait till Temper Tantrum Tuesday? Oh, yes. Okay, well. Should oh, I go, yes. Should I go get a donut Well, you know, here, here's the thing. And, and <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, I shouldn't be so pissed off about it, but I am because I well, feel let's get like... Into it. Let's get into it. I, what is it? I feel like I didn't get enough information in my mind, and I'm talking about a specific subject in uh, AB5. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're slamming the brakes on this whole, on this whole circus here, so John can get something off his chest. Go ahead, John. Oh, this is gonna. Well, this is gonna lead into the opening act for the circus, anyways. Oh, oh really? Should it I, really is. Should I watch out for the elephant poo? Or, uh, I, I'm afraid it already hits you. So I, not a lot we can do at this I, point. I, I, I ran face first into that one, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, pretty much. At least, I, at least she got me to smile through this. But, See that? Hey. See that. I had a kind of lengthy conversation uh, with a young lady uh, by the name of Margarita Reyes uh, yesterday morning on, on the Twitter. And I was, I was really, I was jumping into, the, into something Claws first here. Because she was uh, uh, she was lashing out ab- about the judge's ruling, uh, putting the brakes on AB five to accommodate you know to accommodate Uber and Lyft and to accommodate you know they they've uh, they're saying or at least Uber is saying that if we um, uh, if you don't lift that if if we don't if we have to abide by that we're going to pick up our toys and leave. And I, Oh, I got a whole piece on that. Oh yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and go with what you have Sure. on it. Is it audio you have from that? No, 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 no. We're going to be actually talking and reading. We're going to be talking. Oh my goodness. But who'd ever thunk we did stuff like that around here. Okay. Before we get going, what, you want to explain a little bit what's going on here with uh, AB5 and Proposition 22 out there in California? Well, well, here's what I have. 
the Proposition 22, as I'm not mistaken, is something where the voters get to decide basically if AB5 is uh, is valid or not. Is that a... Uh, that's about is, it. Is that, that's close? Okay. And minor, of, I, I, course, of course, I invite our friends uh, out there on the West Coast, whether it be Soul Cab or Taxi Dave or who are probably sleeping at this time, which I don't blame them. Lord knows I would be. Yeah. And, or anybody else for that matter to, to explain it exactly to us. But what I didn't know, well, no, you go ahead. Now at this point in time, you go ahead and and go through what you have because. So I'm going to lead off with two tweets here. And the first one does not get this sound effect because it's from Dara the K himself. And by the way, uh, this tweet is... Okay. All right, all right. I told you, no sound effects. Uh, this is linked on our, our website. There's more there. By the way, uh, all the stories I'm going to talk about, Uber-related here this morning, are all the bigger, longer stories. There's a couple of other stories that we just... You really need to take the deep dive into. And... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's all linked on the website. But anyway, here's what Jared the K wrote. Uh, he wrote, we can offer gig workers what they want, flexibility and, and that's in capital letters, and benefits. In today's New York Times opinion, I write about Uber's proposal to improve our outdated employment system so we can make that a reality. By the way, that op-ed from the New York Times is linked to on our, uh, on our website. Um, so uh, there you go. He's... Uh, I just want to get that out there. Also, Dave Lee, who is the San Francisco correspondent for the Financial Times, tweeted this. Uh, the judge in the Uber Lyft sets the countdown to the services likely shutting down across the state. Quote, I am unconvinced that any extension of the 10-day stay is required. Both applications are denied. In other words, Uber and Lyft are both having a hissy fit because they're not getting their way. Uh they are accustomed to coming in, uh, going on and on and on about how how the masses in general will suffer unspeakable horrors should Uber and Lyft be required to follow the uh, the the uh, antiquated and draconian laws that the rest of us peons uh, feel feel the need to uh, abide by. So. Uh, so anyway, I've got this, I uh, found this tweet. Uh, it was a thread on Twitter, which which really kind of... Usually where you'd find tweets. You don't know me. You don't, you don't, you don't know where I go for my tweets, okay? <laughs> they, don't, they don't call me the Birdman of Sunnyside for no reason, okay? Just, just don't you worry about it. <laughs> Well, go ahead. I'm waiting for you to get it out of your system. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, you're, you're ready for me now. You're... I'm ready. Okay, so. Have you ever heard? You, oh, oh, no, heard... I didn't mean that, but okay, go ahead. Have you ever heard of the scenario whereas you have this, it's, it's like you have, you have Godzilla in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And the only way to... The only way to kill Godzilla is to drop a nuke on him. Yes. But 
while you drop that nuke on Godzilla, mm -hmm. look at all the collateral death and damage that has uh, uh, that has sprung from that. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I aren't going to agree on this. I'll give you. Uh, right, I'll, I'll let you start on this. I'll, I'll let you brace for that already. And I'll turn off your mic. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay there, big boy. <laughs> That's Mr. Big Boy to you. Mm -hmm. Mr. There's a term. It's like putting an out, uh, putting an out, an elevator in an outhouse. There you go. Moving on. Okay, thank you. I am afraid after speaking to this young lady, Margarita Reyes, yesterday, that there might be a lot of unintended consequences due to AB five. Really. Yeah, well, I, w I wanted her to come on the show, and the uh, the the um, invitation is still there. Okay. But you see, this does not for us in the, that don't live in California. This has much further uh, ramifications than just uh, inconveniencing Uber and Lyft. It affects many, many people who are also freelancers, including uh, barbers and uh, beauticians. And uh, I, I wish I wish I would have read the, I, I just didn't, I, she sent a video along and I wish I'd had a chance to give a, uh, give a listen to it. But unfortunately I was, uh, I was a little busy and living my life otherwise with my family. And I just really didn't have the time, didn't have a chance to, uh, to give it its proper due, and I and I will indeed listen to it, and we may even play it here a little later on. But she is an advocate against AB five and for Proposition twenty two. Mm -hmm. And what she's saying is, is this has caused great harm to individuals who are, in their own way, kind of like uh, they're like Uber drivers in a way, in their own within their own work. They do their own thing. They schedule their own uh, appointment. You know, there, there are a lot of similarities, obviously some differences too, but apparently this is affecting these individuals as well. And so while eventually AB5 will, it might actually help the Uber drivers the guys that are driving for Uber and Lyft in the long run, it's going to have an adverse effect on these, on these other folks. And for that reason, I have to go back and I have to say, I'm not sure that it was such, you know, unfortunately now that it's law, I, I can't say that it was necessarily a good idea. Um, it's going to take if if Uber and Lyft drivers, and here again, this is another thing where uh, I differ from a lot of other people in my industry. I personally don't have anything personal against the actual drivers of Uber and Lyft. They bought, in my opinion, they bought into a well-sold bill of goods. You know, look, you got your freedom. You got your independence. You can work as much as you want. You can make as little as you want. Uh, but you can you can work when you want. 
The problem is, is even these, these poor schmoes that go out after their nine to five job and go out and take a couple of uh, rides on the Uber and Lyft platform. Yeah, hell, let's, let's do three or four rides. Hey, you might have enough money to buy a, a six pack of uh, Diet Mountain Dew and a, a case of uh, ramen noodles. You, you could. Uh, you got my attention now. I, I know, right? I had to keep you involved in this. You look like you were dozing. <laughs> you sucked me right in, pal. <laughs> so, I think that the intentions were good. I think it's like I said, I think we knocked a, we dropped a nuke on Godzilla and there were just far too many <clears throat> collateral damages by doing this. And, um, I don't know. There's got to be a better way. Ed and I, I think when, what was it, on Wednesday's show, we covered what Uber, what an, a Uber or Lyft driver really needs to make. And it's really no different than your, than your average uh, cab driver. They either need, Uber and Lyft either need to go back to a percentage that's anywhere in the range of 70 to 80% of the actual fare or they need to pay a mileage fee plus an hourly rate based on the number of hours, the the amount of time that they are actually actively available for and running passengers. That's the only way this is going to work either one or the other. Otherwise all this is just smoke and mirrors. So, all right, I'm tapping out, man. I just, I just right. wanted to get that off my chest. Okay, just to uh, here's here's my take on that. Uh, you and I have a respectively Midwest and East Coast perspective on this, meaning we know very precious little. Now, a little bit I do know, and it's I could be wrong, and I need to get a little uh, deeper dive in, into it. AB five as well. Uh, this was. This was uh, aimed strictly at Uber and Lyft. Yes, there are some other other industries that seem to be affected peripherally. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know all the specifics. Uh, so let's let's look at the collateral damage, okay? Nobody seemed to give a flying flip when the taxi industry was left for scorched earth and look at all the collateral damage that happened out of that not just drivers you had call takers dispatchers mechanics uh tire vendors i got uh, my I, i've talked about it before my 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 mechanic he's uh you know he's uh he's doing my only couple jobs a month now because i was his business i was you know but there's a lot of people who lost you know chunks of just in my little uh, the 12 to 15 vehicles I would have at any given time, uh, at one point up to 22, 23. But that was a lot of work for smaller vendors. My tire mm-hmm. guy, my mechanic, my body guy, my, you know. Mm-hmm. And we all kept each other going. Did they all go out of business? Not really. But it was a big hit to lose my business. And that's just me. That was just me. And so... I can't get too worked up about the collateral damage when you look at what 
Uber and Lyft have done over the years and, and the, uh, uh, what they've done to entire, to an entire ecosystem of drivers and, uh, companies and, and all that. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to do two hours on that. And again, anybody else with deeper information on AB5, will you feel free to call in and set us straight? Because we admittedly are not as well-versed in AB5 and Prop 22 as uh, we probably should be. But again, it doesn't affect us directly at the moment. Now, it will once it passes and once, you know, Uber has their Uber and Lyft have their temper tantrum, which I'm about to talk about next. Uh, well, you, you think Dara, uh, Dara the K will come on on Temper Tantrum Tuesday? I'd like him to. Yeah, that would like be great. Him. I got to say something, though, and it, about your point about the peop- the ones who are losing work as well. The only one that's really losing money, other than the drivers in the situation, is the cab companies themselves, the dispatch companies right. themselves. Because you're... you're Tire man, your mechanic and whatnot, they could reach out and have other business. They they could reach out to these uh, Uber and Lyft drivers because they still need oil changes. They still need tires. All right, I got to stop. I got to stop you right there, John, because taxi taxi companies are regulated and there's inspectors out there who will say Mm -hmm. that tire needs to be changed, that paint needs to be redone. Mm -hmm. Who's watching the Uber and Lyft cars? Nobody. Well, no, you're right there. You, you, you're right there. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. But we have to work on the assumption that there are at least a few Uber and Lyft drivers that are that try to work responsibly. I, I don't question that for a moment. But I think, as far as uh, overhauling, be, because now you got to get into the whole. Well, you know, here from the top, Dara the K. Well, the overwhelming majority of our drivers are part time. So are part-time drivers looking at their maintenance the same way as full-time? Absolutely not, if they're looking at it at all. Look, I've known full-time owners, guys who own multiple cars, who would give a flying rat's behind. They didn't do anything till it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And that included oil changes. And one day I'll tell you the story of, of a deal we tried to make with another owner where we would manage his cars. And... Uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to get to uh, to this about what's about to happen when Uber's going to pout, stamp their feet, okay? Okay. I've, I've got a little list here. Uh, this is from Slam the Brakes on Twitter. It's at Vote No on Prop 22. Uh, and it says, after recent news on app companies threatening to put drivers out of work if they don't get Prop 22 passed, we did a little research, and turns out they've made this threat before. In New York, in 2015, Uber threatened to leave New York City over a dispute with the city council, but never left. Austin, Texas. In 2016, Uber and Lyft threatened to leave the Austin, Texas market if local voters failed to approve a message it put on the ballot to loosen background check restrictions. The companies returned just six months later. That's the only time it's been put to the voters and the voters said, yes, we want better background checks mm-hmm. and Uber and Lyft went and they left and they left Chicago in 2016. Uber threatened to abandon the Chicago market 
to avoid having to comply with the city's licensing regulations, and Lyft joined in. Neither company ever left. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, this year, in February of this year, Uber and Lyft threatened to stop picking up if, at Sky Harbor Airport if an increased airport pickup fee was allowed to stand. The fee went into effect on May, of, May 1st of this year. Neither company left the market. And what's not included, what is not included in this, oh, by the way, he finishes by saying, it's time to tell app companies they can't bully their way into our laws, is the famous, I talked about it this week, Broward County. <clears throat> Back in, what was it, 2014, something like that. Uh, Broward County uh, instituted new regulations that covered both taxi cabs and uh, the TNCs. Well, Uber and Lyft pouted, picked up their ball, and went home. Great summer for the cab drivers. One of the best summers we ever had. Uh, the Broward County Commission, led led by uh, Chip uh, Chip Lamarca and Mark, uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Mark Bowden. Uh, basically, of twenty two new ordinances passed. They did away with or seriously changed 21 of them to the point where it was pointless. There was They had no regulations. But Uber and Lyft came back in, and again, I said it the other night, I've been saying it for years, they were not thrown out, they left on their own. So this is not a new concept for Uber and Lyft to, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home. To it has a familiar tone to it. Yeah, but they don't usually do it. They usually don't, you know, they've done it twice. And Austin almost made a go of it. Had had the state of Texas not gone to statewide regulation, that's the only reason Uber and Lyft were able to come back into Austin, because Austin couldn't enforce their own local regulations. The state stuff supersedes. Same thing happened in the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John's looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. I no, 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 it. not at all. It's just I have a thought, and I'm trying to – Keep. I'm trying to keep from getting the forgetting this thought. So right, you go right ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Well, there's two things, and I already forgot one of them. <laughs> well, good, good. good. <laughs> no, here's 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 the thing with that. Like I I said on uh, on Wednesday, this may come as a shock. Like I said, some of our friends uh, that are in the taxi industry and have suffered from this have. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And you were even, you know, as, as a matter of fact, I think you said, see ya, when I mentioned this. See ya! I, 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 I remember this. But here's the deal. If, if Uber and Lyft were such a good uh, deal from a driver's perspective, in other words, if I could make the same amount or more money with the same amount of work that I put in to what I'm doing right now, I would I would jump ship in a minute. I the bottom line is is my loyalty when it comes to this is my family. I love you guys that we're talking to out here, but when it comes to the decisions that I make that affect me financially, I am going to put my family first and foremost here. And like I said, if Uber or Lyft was such a good deal, I, I would I would wave bye bye 
in an instant to the company to which I've actually spent 11 years of my life with because my loyalty is to me and my family. Uh, I must have jumped on that wagon a little late because from what Ed's telling me, there was a time when it wasn't bad. No, Obviously, no. The, the money you were making wasn't... Um, the money was good. The same. Well, you know, well, what I'm saying as far as what the customers were paying, because the right. drivers were getting a reasonable percentage right. of that of that money, which but now which, which every which everyone in the industry correctly predicted this was going to change. They are losing. They drew you in. Yeah, that's they, what it they was. They sucked you in. Yeah, they, I can they, see a start. Here's the thing: you do they not gave, become. They gave the customers low prices and the drivers high pay. It's a mm -hmm. model that cannot sustain itself. It is just beckoning you in. It's hard to say, hey, you know what? Uh, Uber's giving me a dollar. It was a dollar ninety a mile in Broward County, and taxi rates were two forty a mile. So mm -hmm. you're getting fifty cents less a mile. But you know, you were like, okay, this isn't blah blah blah. That covers all my dispatch fees. It was easy to get sucked into it. Uh -huh. It's very easy to get sucked into it. So, especially if you had a side gig on top of it, like like you did. I mean, you had not only would you have had Uber and Lyft's money, but you would also had the personals and the other customers that you'd built up, right, right, and what have you. So, yeah, it would have been a good deal. But right. when you're only paying your drivers on an average of sixty cents a mile, Ooh. you know, and you're giving them a fraction, you know, you're giving them like 22 cents a minute or something like that. I don't even think they're giving that much. I think they're giving a, f I don't know. I forget I exactly I, I what they're, what but it's not, a, it's not enough. It is not. I mean, you're absolutely right. Not account, not saying nothing for the amount of time it takes to get to the order and the amount of money or the amount of time you're spending waiting for your next hour order, it all adds up. Yeah. The, 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 and nobody, very few people uh, actually account for everything that's involved in running work mm -hmm. like that. The time involved, uh, the maintenance involved. Look, you may say, well, I haven't had a problem with my car in, in, in months. Yeah, but it's coming, pal. It's coming, baby. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Just like Christmas. It's coming. It's going to be here. It. before. You, I promise you, you're going to find yourself on the side of the road with, with a busted wheel or, uh, you know, you're going to overheat. You're going to do something. Because I promise you, too, you're not maintaining your car. You're not checking the fluids every day. You ain't doing none of that stuff. You've you barely got enough damn money now to be able to uh, afford a, an oil change. You're not walking the car. You're not doing Look, I... I Again, uh, hey, let's. I got another article here that I want to. Uh, it's a little bit more of the same, but this is from Axios, and mm -hmm. uh, they headlined this. And by the way, this is linked on the website radiotfi.com. Breaking down Uber and Lyft's threat to suspend services in California. Uh, this came out a couple of days ago. Um, let's see. Let's see. Between the lines, many critics suggest the companies are bluffing, but the author is not so sure, and here's a few reasons. The logistics aren't trivial. They'd have to figure out staffing needs and a schedule, hire however many drivers they need, and onboard everyone. 
It's unlikely the companies want to go through all the above, just to reverse course if they win in November. Depriving customers of these services could get them more support in November. The companies have, in the past, successfully turned customers into their political advocates. Now, there's something Uber has done, and I agree with that statement. They, they take, because they have your email address, okay? They did this in Broward County. They had people... What's that old privacy thing, huh? Yeah. They had people protesting. Our county commissioners were, were petrified. Although we couldn't get across them that most of the people that are out there protesting don't live in Broward County. They're not your constituents. But they they don't care about that. But yeah, but it's on a, on a and Uber's very good at wording. You know, they've got a talented staff of attorneys and uh, script writers that word oh, yeah. these things to make it sound like, you know what, if you don't stay with us, we're going to have to kill this puppy. We don't want to. But if they do this, then we got to do that. There's a famous cover of the National Lampoon many back in the 70s. It, on the picture was a dog with a gun to its head. And the, and the headline on, on the on the front of the book, it said uh, something like, buy this magazine or the dog gets it. <laughs> dog gone. It was funny. Um, so with demand for ride hailing already being significantly deflated, the additional drop in revenues is perhaps something they're willing to swallow. Oh, yeah, they know how to lose money. They're the best at it. Even if they can make these shifts quickly, it's unlikely the companies want to give drivers a taste of employee life and risk stab- sabotaging their, their ballot measure. Lastly, they've done it before. In 2016, when Austin passed new rules requiring drink Driver fingerprinting, Uber and Lyft suspended operations and didn't return until Texas overrode the rules a year later. Again, state rules took over, uh, pretty much obliterating any local stuff. Why it matters, only Uber and Lyft are party to the lawsuit, but several district and city attorneys and regulators are already suing other gig economy companies like Instacart and DoorDash over the same California law. What happens at the California ballot box in November Love ramifications beyond Uber and Lyft's ride-hailing businesses. Uh, it could also affect the future of high-demand services like food and grocery delivery, which have become critical for many Californians while the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Uh, the bottom line, don't expect the companies to not pull out all the stops to fight this, and they will do sneaky stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, that was from Axios. The full article is linked is on uh, RadioTFI.com. It's on the front page under uh, just above the ramp. This is, this here in the, here's the issue with this whole thing. What it comes down to, and this is why, um, where I think I take a, 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 a side a little different than our friends out there. A lot of people think our, think that uber drivers are scumbags and this and that and they knew what they were doing and they were smiling away as the, as they were putting the taxi industry under i don't get i don't buy that i don't uh i don't think that a lot of these guys that drive for uber and lyft realize what they were doing to the taxi industry they didn't care what they were doing to the taxi industry there, there you go they didn't care but you know what i if my company if my company, Transportation Plus, or is a big account that some other company didn't hand, wasn't handling properly, I don't give a damn. 
We got that account now, baby. I don't give a damn about Company Z over there. Well, but again, my company is 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 doing it and handling it right, and so I don't. Yeah, but you're handling it. You're handling it right, following the rules and the regulations that have been laid down by by local lawmakers. I, I understand. I okay. you're right on that. You're absolutely right on that. I don't mind losing but, a game as long as we've all played the game by the rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. If I can't, I expect to lose business, and I lost plenty of business over the years, thanks to knucklehead drivers that I brought into my where, where my personals were, mm-hmm. who screwed screwed things up. Okay. Uh, that I can, in the end, I couldn't make up for it. Okay, I lost it fair and square. Or -hmm. another driver gave them a better deal, whatever it was. I lost it fair and square. I'm not happy about losing it, but I lost. It's like playing a game of Mm -hmm. baseball. You win, you lose, others get wrong. Okay. But but to come in and cheat cheat your way through the entire contest. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I don't feel bad at all about any Uber driver. That I feel bad for an individual who got suckered into this, not fully realizing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know what? We're way past the point where there's not enough data out there to know. Dude, you're going to spend 25000 on a car. You'll never make that money back. Mm-hmm. You're buying the one thing that depreciates more than, uh, than, my, underwear, have, than yeah. my underwear on a hot day. God damn it, you stepped all over that one. I've been waiting weeks to use it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so serious. Do it. Say it again. Say it again. I'll be quiet. Come on. Let's hear it. All right. Take two. You're putting money into something that... De- See that? <laughs> You're putting money into something that... Uh, 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 I can't do it now. It devalues... Not devalues. What What? What do we call it when a car loses... Uh, depreciates. It depreciates. Right. Okay. Take five. You're putting money into something that depreciates faster than my underwear on a hot summer day. There you go. Yay! It's just not the same. Woo! I can't whistle. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I, uh, hey, look, I, to- I totally get it. Do you? So, I do. Do you? But you see, here's the thing. Maybe it is just my <laughs> whole thing. And you, you got to know this as good as anybody. It is just my whole instinct to survive i get that that's fine you want to survive you know my instinct to survive says okay these bastards over here did this they cheated their way through it yep but the thing is is our government our in in my case our city governments allowed them to do it no question they invited them to do it no question uh the very people that are supposed were supposed to protect us from these kind of things Laid down, uh, laid down on their back, exposed their bellies. Uber yeah. came over and scratched. And uh, oh. who's the scratch into? Oh, I just uh, that picture. You know how it, what happens when a dog gets overly uh, uh, gets overly uh, stimulated? Yeah, I do. <laughs> don't want to don't want to draw that picture any further. You sure? But it, here's the thing: it, it, the includes, survivor... it includes the birds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a as my survival instinct tells me, and quite frankly, it told the owner of my cab company, "Okay, you're gonna keep. We're gonna keep messing with the cab industry. We're gonna keep putting our our foot on the throat of the cab industry. 
that to hell with you. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a, an emergency bat turn, and we are gonna go in a different direction. Turn. We're still gonna haul the same people. We are still gonna do the same line of business. Hell, we're still gonna run our damn rides on a taxi meter. We're not a taxi company anymore, baby. We're a transportation company. We're regulated by the state of Minnesota, who, by the way, has the same type of rules for anybody who operates a motor vehicle. You have to have an inspection. Your drivers have to be fingerprinted. Your drivers have to take a random drug screen. So that are even stiffer rules than the, the municipalities have, the city municipalities have, but Uber and Lyft don't want to go down that road. No, they don't. And while it has been slow, the COVID has slowed us down too. And there is a ton of, comp- there's more competition in the line of work that we're doing than there is in, you know, as far as Uber and Lyft drivers are right now. But we're still, the bottom line is we're still making money. We're making more money than we're clearing more money than Uber and Lyft drivers, hands down. Right. So, like I said, while it isn't good, you know, it is, isn't great, it's a hell of a lot better than than the alternative right now. And there are people out there in Minnesota who are saying, oh, they're going to get these medical rides. They're going to do da, 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 da. Unless the state of Minnesota, which I don't see happening, the state of the of Minnesota says, oh, okay, well, if we can get Uber and Lyft uh, through to the to do these rides, uh, we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll, you know, we'll release the whole thing as far as, uh, uh, as far as the regulations, as far as the requirements mm-hmm. goes. I don't see it happening right now because, quite frankly, business is being everybody's making money and business is being covered. Well, there was, I don't know uh, uh, what happened. I guess I lost track of it. In the state of Florida, uh, now we had a couple of accounts with the cab company before I left them again, uh, before I came up here. And we had had these kind of accounts over the years, medical transport. The We had to take drug test. Uh, there was one that we had to take a CPR class to be able to transport these folks, et cetera, et cetera. You think you're going to get the Uber and Lyft drivers to do this and pay for it? Some of them will. Some of them will. But, I and I think, I know the state of Florida, some places in Florida, we're talking about using Lyft and Uber for these types of this type of, uh, of rides. And I remember I wasn't the only one going bat nutty. Are you kidding me? We, we had to, you know, crawl through the mud and do backflips to be allowed to, to, to transport these people. And you're just going to hand it to a guy in a, in a Prius. Come on, man. Come on. So anyway, getting back to, uh, uh, uh AB five and prop 22, so, the, the, I, I read some of uh, Dara the K's op-ed, and, and it's really hard to get through it for me. I started listening to a couple of interviews he did. Uh, he's been out there uh, doing interviews. Taking it for the team, are you? Actually, come to think of it, I do have one piece of audio. 
with uh, with my my newest news crush, Stephanie Rule, on MSNBC. Uh, let me see if I have it here. Oh, you're such a dog! I, swear I, to God. I, I am. I am. Here we go. So this is this is Dara the K. He's being interviewed by Stephanie Rule. Take a listen. Well, we we are operating right now um, as we have been historically, uh, and in California we've changed our model pretty substantially so that, for example, riders in California pay drivers directly. Drivers can set their own price as an independent contractor would. Um, drivers have all the flexibility to decide whether or not they want to take a ride or not. So we think we comply by the laws. But if the judge and the court finds that we're not and uh, they don't give us a stay to get to November, then we'll have to essentially shut down Uber until November when the voters decide. It would be really unfortunate um, at a historical time of unemployment in California. It would put uh, vast swaths of our drivers out of work uh, without the opportunity to earn. It would uh, take away transportation from hundreds of thousands of Californians. So it would be really, really unfortunate. Um, obviously, we would look to comply with the law long term, and we're hoping that the law gives us the best of both worlds. Uh, our labor laws are but hopelessly now, outdated. You've got the you've got the haves and the have-nots, and we think that you can have actually a better way. And all of your Dara, drivers are the have That almost sounds like you're playing a game of chicken. You would really eight days from now have to shut down Uber in the state of California and wouldn't be able to reopen until November? It would take you that long? Well, to flip over, hopefully the courts will reconsider. So by no means do we want this to happen. And we're okay, going to look for the courts don't. to reconsider to go, well, if they don't, then we're going to have to work to move to a full-time model. Um, it's essentially how Uber started, which was kind of a black car service with very few cars on the road and much higher prices. So we will look to flip to a full-time model, but we can't flip. You know, this is, a bo this is a model that we built over 10 years. We can't go out and hire tens of thousands of people directly overnight. So it would take a significant amount of time to switch over. Uh, we have teams thinking about it, working on it. Uh, we don't think it's the likely outcome, by the way. Uh, and we would look to get back on the road as quickly as possible. You would just get a much smaller service much higher prices and probably a service that's focused in the center of cities versus a bunch of the smaller cities or the suburbs uh, that we operate in right now. Or we'll kill this puppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize that the audio wasn't over there. There was that long gap, and I... Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No. Uh, <laughs> no. no. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Give us our way or we kill the puppy. I got mm -hmm. news for you, Dara the K. People will figure out a way to get around. They did it before Uber. They will do it. Exactly. It, it, you know, you're absolutely what they what they don't what people who gleefully jump in these Ubers and take these rides at a at I don't know. We're going to because I don't know. It's no longer a discount. Hand. It's no longer a discount. So. But when it was a discount, when it was cheap, it was being, it was being subsidized by, it wasn't being subsidized by the government, by any form of government, it was being subsidized by investors. By uh, venture capitalists, that's right. Exactly. That was how, that was how they were able to get by it. Any ride, with the exception of taxis and limos and uh, shuttles and whatnot, are subsidized in one form or another. 
um, buses, mm-hmm. buses, train, commuter trains. That's right. These are all subsidized by your local governments and sometimes by the federal government. There's, there's, there's some federal money going in that as well. Look, here, here's what um, – I'm sorry, John. I'm going to interrupt you here because uh, here's what Dara's really afraid of is that people are going to – okay, let's say the, the 10 days is up next Friday. I forget the exact date. So the next day, people are going to be in a mild panic. Oh, I can't get a ride. I can't get a ride. Then you know what they're going to figure out? Hey, wait a second. My, uh, my taxi company has an app. Oh, wait a second. This is better than Uber, the app. And then they, you know, they figure that out. I still say Broward Yellow Cab, Yellow Cab of Broward has, has had them. I haven't looked at their app in a year and a half, but it is uh, far and away better than the Uber app. It didn't used to be. It used to suck wind uh, with a horrible name, but they updated it and gives you much more precise information. Actually shows you where cars are, not phantom cars, not ghost cars. Uh, but anyway, but that's what will happen. Eventually, Uber, Lyft come back, and some people will, will, you know. Remember, you got people who, in the past 8, 10 years, that's all they've ever used is Uber and Lyft. There's a generation don't even know what a damn taxi cab is. Well, this is, you know, they, they graduated high school, you know, uh, six years ago, so all they've been doing is Uber and Lyft. Right. And uh, you're right. The, the Being in the back of a cab is a foreign thing to them. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing that nobody has talks about in this is the fact that thanks to Uber and Lyft, the number of actual taxi cabs that are on the road these days are there's at least I bet you there it's cut in half. Oh, it's more than that. Ask Christine. Christine, yeah. I'll tell you. John. Yeah, look at how many look at how many Beck taxis are sitting in the yard. Right. Fortunately, they're still sitting in the yard. If somebody decides to go out go to work and act and, and wants to drive one of them. And as I've mentioned before, where I live, where I am right now, you could drive within a mile of here and find cabs parked all over because there's, there's, you know, uh, all these garages that lease out cabs. Uh, what I, the skeptical part of me is afraid of one thing. If this happens and that is that, um, and I actually, to tell you the truth, I don't blame them. Is that the taxi industry and taxi drivers are? I hope that they still take care of their regulars, of of the people right. that have been with them through this whole thing. Take care of them first. But I, I'm, what I'm afraid right. of is they're going to look at these. Oh, I've never seen this person. Oh, you know, I did see this person in the back seat uh, of an Uber. And I hope they don't say, well, screw them. Let let them sit there. You've been riding Uber all this time. I don't give a damn if you walk. The important thing now is you're riding with me. Yeah. Well, Well, but unfortunately, there's a lot of assholes out there that don't see things that way. Well, that's true. But a lot of them are gone now, too. The business has lost a lot of people. Uh, And, And the other thing I watch out for is, well, hey, Uber, Uber price gouged you, uh, uh, because of demand, we're going to do the same thing. You know, it's well, a five dollar ride. Screw you! You're paying twenty bucks for this well, ride. Well, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. And again, we talked about this the other night. I, I agree. Yeah, exactly. The company I was with, uh, 
and any cab company worth the salt now they the county commissioners finally came around and allowed because it used to be against the law in Broward County to flat rate you could not flat rate legally I mean it happened all the time but legally it wasn't allowed so now it's allowed uh, to within a certain I think it's a certain percentage but as I described the other night you could call up and say hey I need to get the Lauderdale Airport how much will it be uh, well, we estimate it to be about $40. Can you lock that price in? Yes. And then the driver gets assigned the call. When he turns on his meter, boom, it says 40 That's it. doesn't matter where he goes from there. Go ahead. Take us on the, on the grand tour. We got five hours to kill. I'm only paying 40 bucks, And that's, this is what people want. Now, it becomes a whole different story. You know, look, down the line, you're going to have people playing fast and loose because we already had it happen. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Publix. Okay, so it's $4 on the meter. They get in the cab. Oh, but then I really need to go to... No. You know, they're trying to get get a $40 ride for $4. But by the way, by the way, young Mr. Shannon has not mentioned it, not because he hasn't been busy, but if you wanted to contact us... Oh, hey. Oh, is this my cue? That's your cue. Do I get to talk? You get to yeah, talk. Beep. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Oh, by the way, go ahead and give us a call here. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. If you're too shy to talk on the phone, send us a send us a little message there via send, the Twitter. Send us a letter. Taxi, at Taxi Stand Hour. Yeah, send us send us some mail. Yeah, support there we'll, the, we'll talk su- about that now. Yeah. yeah, support the post office. Send us a letter. Mm, yeah, you know it. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Well, well, we got a couple minutes here yet. Again, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Miss Reyes is actually was actually uh, listening or watching us on the scope through this. The scope. Uh, I hope that at some point in time she gets a hold of me and we can set something up on this because I do want to talk about this. I don't want to see. I don't want to see people who are doing what you call gig work as in barbers, as in uh, uh, anybody along those lines. And, and I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look a little bit more at this through the day to day. I do have a little bit more time while Ed's trying to screw around with how, how things are working. I'm going to be kind of looking and doing a little read a little more research here. <laughs> look at you. I do want to have Miss Reyes come on the show here and lay it out for us how this is affecting other individuals. I don't even want to see Uber and Lyft drivers suffer this because, man, we have to all, especially in this point in time, we have to, everybody has to be able to feed their families. All we are saying is, is that from my personal standpoint, if Uber and Lyft are going to exist, damn it, they have to pay their drivers what the ride, what these rides are actually worth. And if you have never tried to maintain a vehicle, buy, maintain a vehicle, you don't know how big of an investment that really is. And getting a little pittance of 60 cents per mile, that... It's 54 cents a mile just to cover what the government 
uh, as far as the tax, as far as the government is concerned for your expenses, it's 54 cents a mile. So you have a whopping six cents a mile for your pocket to another to, to feed your family. That'll buy hell buy a shitload of uh, ramen noodles language. But uh, so it's part of the English language. I use it. It's not. But uh, it, what the, what it really means is here's another way of looking at that. If uh, six cents, six cents a mile. So if you drive 60 miles an hour for an hour, you've made a whopping three dollars and 60 cents for yourself. Baby. We're living high in the hog now. Boy, yes, we are, man. Keep that up and you'll be able to buy a glass of beer in uh, a week or two. There you go. Exactly. Well, that's uh, it, it, it's look, I, I, me personally, I have no sympathy for them. Uh, look, everybody's suffering now with the COVID. We know that uh, there's no reason they shouldn't suffer as much as anybody else is. Uh, nobody, nobody gave a flying patoot. When I was suffering, when I was losing everything, when a lot of other drivers were losing I cared. everything, you didn't even know me. I yeah. cared, of course I did. Mm. You just I've, said, been, I, I've known you for th- over three years, three and a half years or more now. Our relationship spans the full Trump presidency. Boy, that's a scary comparison. It started the week after Trump. I think maybe that weekend or the following week. Yeah, no, the week he got inaugurated, I was driving through D.C. I was up north. But, uh, yeah, so that's... that's and you didn't bring a howitzer out. along for the White House? Mm, I thought I missed it by a day. <laughs> I thought I had missed it. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't feel too much pity for these people. Again, you, know, you should have known what you were getting into. There's all, all the research is out there. All the people, hundreds of thousands of people are driven for these companies. And uh, I'm sorry. I can't I can't work up a lot of sympathy. I feel bad for you and your families. I feel bad, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? As far as your, your job going away, it can't go quick enough for me. But you know what you did, Ed? What did I do? You adapted. Uh, sadly, we, we know... You know, you and I have both done this. We both went to the dark side. We did so holding our noses. We also knew that once when when we did this, that at least we were making something at that point in time. Look, in the end, I I was fortunate, okay? I Uh, I went down a rough part of the road, a really bad part of the road. And fortunately, I fell into a situation that... That benefited me. Uh, not everybody had the same, in the end, the same good fortune that I had. And uh, and sometimes you have to do what you have to do to survive. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah, buddy. I know. So, I don't know. How much time we got left there, Coach Cheese? It ain't looking like much, man. It's looking like oh. uh, three, two, one. Blast off! All right, we're probably going to wind up uh, going to the other uh, to the other side here and do, talking some other stuff here in the uh, second hour of the Taxi Stand Hour here on uh, Radio TFI and on Periscope. Uh, we hope you stay with us. We are uh, we'll be getting into some other things. Uh, 
notice those mailboxes disappearing in your city? We'll talk about it a little bit here in hour number two. Until then, stay tuned. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's Robert Iger, President and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Oh, you don't have to say your title every time. And how am I? I'm not good. I lost a bundle on the Jets game. That Eric Man genius turned into Eric. I don't know what the f*** I'm doing. Sir, I thought you quit gambling. I haven't quit anything. I do it all. What's your problem now? No, sir. I'm hey, before you get into it, why aren't you using me? What, sir? you got to use me more. November sweeps are coming up. Get me on some of the ABC shows. I own the network for crying out loud. Well, sir, what did you have in mind? You are only 18 inches tall. Hey, with the short jokes. So what? I'm 18 inches tall. I am ratings gold. People love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> sir, what did you have in mind? How about you put me on private practice? Maybe write me a little affair scene with Addison Montgomery. Get her examine me on my table of hers. Sir, she's an OBGYN. So I could have an OBGYN. I think she's more of a... Whatever. How about Grey's Anatomy or Dirty Sexy Money? Hey, put me on Women's Murder Club and give me a scene with Angie Harmon. Yeah, sir, I don't believe a mouse would probably work in a crime procedural there. Hey, this is television. It all works. Yeah, I, I don't know, sir. How about Dancing with the Stars? I am perfect for this. Sir, Perfect. you may be too small to do any of the dancing stuff. I'm a hell of a dancer. I could have an affair with that Maxim Cherkoskavia. Sir, Maxim's a man. Oh, well, who's the hot boy? The Cheryl Burke or Juliana Hoff? Oh, yeah, Cheryl Burke. Oh, Burkin. my God, that Juliana Hoff. I'd like to get my big white hands all over that. S sir. Ah. Sir, aren't you a married man? Betty doesn't do anything anymore. She used to say no to nothing. Now she says no to everything. Sir, shouldn't you maybe go to therapy or something? Hey, why don't you put me on Men in Trees? Is Anne Hayes AC or DC this month? Well, I believe she's dating her co-star, James Tupper. Uh, so she's AC. I don't know what that means, but yes. AC DC! Sir, I actually have an idea. Wait a minute. Stop the presses. And what is it? How about Ugly Betty? Why would you put me on that show? There's nobody hot on that show. It's called Ugly Betty. Well, sir, Rebecca Romaine is in the show. She's she beautiful. plays a man. Yeah, she plays a man, but she she is a woman. But she plays a man. What would that do for my reputation? Sir, you, wouldn't you just be acting? Did you bet the Jets this week? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Oh, my God. I don't gamble, sir. What the hell happened? 
Sir, I don't think you should either. You've had a problem oh, in the past. hang on a second. Did I ask you what I thought? You thought? Well, no, sir. No, I, thought, I didn't, did I? I thought since we were friends, we could... We're not friends. We're not? No, we're not. You're my puppet. Hey, does your butt hurt from having my big white hand up you running you all day? No, sir, I'm the president and CEO of the company. You're not bad. I pull all the strings. I'm Geppetto. You're Pinocchio. Well, sir, this is a great uh, conversation. Well, what show am I going on in November? Pick one and get back to me. Yeah, I'll just work things out with the programming department. Yeah, Hopefully... work that out and get me on. I'm partial to Dancing with the Stars. Right. You want I'd be a hell of a dancer. Right. Yeah, with my tango magic all up and down that Juliana Hoff. Yeah. Goodbye, sir. F*** me. <laughs> I love it when you bring the mouse out. I... He, he was screaming for it. Oh, my God. Never fail, never fail to amaze me. And that I don't believe I've heard that one, or at least I don't remember hearing that one. We kept a couple back. That's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did today. That was truly entertaining. I actually sat around for it. You did. Too. Tell the people who we are and why we're here. Well, wait a minute. Do I even know who we are? <laughs> what, why we're here? Why am I here? It's a it's an existential question. I understand that, but I get it. All right. Well. Hello, everybody. Once again, here. this is the Taxi Stand Hour, hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour. Don't worry. Come on. Don't, don't have a tizzy because I said that. It's an existential from the, question. <laughs> from the Northern Command Studio in lovely, sunshiny, beautiful, warm, dry day in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and, well... In New York City, what more can I say here? In Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, all. Once again, greetings. Thanks for being with us. Uh, I believe we have a nice day in, in store here in the uh, Big Apple. We will be taking the Radio TFI mobile out in a boot, out in a boot to, uh, to display, to... Uh, uh, Get a little, get a little exercise in. Go run some errands. We got to go. I ran, I ran out of shaving cream yesterday, and I, I use Edge. I love shaving cream. Don't make me dig that up. <laughs> By the way, how the hell do you know it's nice outside? You got your damn, you got your blinds or curtains pulled there. You notice how nice, and if you're watching on the scope, you notice how nice scope. and bright and sunny it is here all right, all right. in the Northern Command right. Studio. First off, it, we've talked about that reflection behind you, okay? So? The it light, looks like I got my heavenly halo above my head here, Yeah, man. But, but we know that ain't Don't the direction hate. you're going. Uh, by, the, <laughs> by the way, for those of you on the Redidio, uh, John's got this uh, laminated calendar behind him, and and the light comes. Which is from last year, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. But he sits facing a window, and the sun comes in and just reflects off this. I mean, I almost need sunglasses. It's that. Uh, that's the reason why here in the exec all the studios here in the executive tower, and we have, oh, last count. I know it's triple digits. You know, we've got a studio everywhere. Uh, 
but we make sure the lighting is good and proper and that you know i'm not blown out and because we want the people to enjoy their experience visceral or otherwise i get depressed every time i look on your side of the of the screen i get depressed when i look on my side of the screen too but what are you going to do sunshine kind of helps here man why do you think i'm in such an upbeat yeah i was a little crazy at first morning. what did i miss the first hour did i miss the pre did what did did i sleep right through that was that all a dream or you normally do <laughs> is it 10 a.m eastern right now or 1007 <laughs> eastern right now and we're just beginning this day because i seem to remember a grumpy old puff about an hour or so ago, who uh, who, who it, it was acting like somebody had put bamboo shoots under his toenails, for God's sake. My toenails out of this, damn it. There's, there's I'm, due to get them, I'm due to getting them trimmed again here, so. There's something you don't hear on talk radio very often, bamboo you shoots. You sure don't. That's why you should tune in here. You never know what you're going to hear. Even we don't know. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, so we're gonna shift gears a little bit here. It looks like in in uh, yeah. hour number two here, Ed's got a ton of I got a ton audio of clips that should last us until seven o'clock tonight. From as Easy. he's advertising, but we want to start off with one that John has taken personal umbrage on. Now, Jenna Ellis, who is a senior legal advisor to El Presidente. Uh, to Team Trump and El Presidente, and an attorney to Trump, tweeted this the other day. Uh, by the way, she's at Jenna Ellis ESQ Esquire. She's, Ooh, Esquire. Bleh. She said, and I quote, well, look, that's what it says. She says, Kamala sounds like Marge Simpson. Well, well, we got an actual response from Marge Simpson. None other than. None other than Marge Simpson. I usually don't get into politics, but the president's senior advisor, Jenna Ellis, just said Kamala Harris sounds like me. Lisa says she doesn't mean it as a compliment. If that's so, as an ordinary suburban housewife, I'm starting to feel a little disrespected. I teach my children not to name call Jenna. I was going to say I'm pissed off, but I'm afraid they bleep it. <laughs> well, Ed didn't bleep it. I didn't bleep so it. There you go. I didn't bleep it because it was in context. That was actually uh, Julie. Ke oh, what, what's her leg? Cartwright. No, no, no. Julie. Uh, K uh, she played Rhoda's sister years ago on the old Rhoda show. Julie. Okay. Uh, uh, it's K A V. I can't remember that. Forgive me, but that's actually her doing it. The Simpsons did a little animated piece. With Marge Simpson coming out and and replying to to that, so yeah, the Republicans are having a bit of a s fit over Kamala. They don't know what to make of her actually, because there's and nothing isn't that beautiful. There because there's not much they can say without being held up for the racist that they are. Uh, so you know they don't like yellow people. No, they don't. I've never, maybe it's my, I'm actually colorblind, but I, I've never noticed people being yellow. I don't see that. I always wonder if it's me or am I just, you know, I figure there's got to be something to it, but I literally don't see that. 
Uh, you wonder right. if the whole Simpson, the whole Simpsons cast has. Oh, jobs you're talking. Oh, you, oh, you're talking about those yellow people. I thought you were talking about Asians. Well, I mean, no, she was d- disparaging Marge Simpsons. So. Oh yeah, well yeah, the, the whole yellow oh. people there. Um, so, so it's been a big, big week. Uh, again, Kamala Harris uh, the, has been officially named the, vice, the Democratic vice presidential nominee. Uh, as we put out on our promo this week, you know, any any functioning adults will do right now. Uh, uh, we have a ham sandwich waiting in the wings in case somebody can't make it through. Anybody, anything, any object, animate or inanimate, will do right now. So uh, let's get started. I want to get started with uh, Mr. S.V. Date. And I don't know a lot about him. He is, uh, he's a writer from, he's originally from India. And he put out the question that has long since been overdue to be asked at one of these quote unquote press conferences. And if you haven't heard it, take a listen. Uh, Mr. President, after three and a half years, do you regret it all? All the lying you've done to the American people. On all the what? All the lying, all the dishonesties. That who has done? You have done. Uh, Tens of yeah, thousands. Go ahead, please. Please. Now, unfortunately, the next reporter, instead of following up, which is what the White House media, the, the, the press pool should be doing at this point, they ask no follow-up questions, not the next guy asked about the payroll deduction, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, this was great. This was great. And Trump was, if you didn't see the video, he just, he just, who are you talking about? You know, and then moved on. We need all the press corps to start calling him out on his lies and follow up. We saw what happened with the Axios interview two weeks ago. This is what we need to do. Get him and his people, uh, because once they get flustered, all the good stuff starts coming out. And we're going to talk about next, it's, oh, we got uh, Larry Kudlow, the resident, the, the Otis the Drunk of this White House administration. Larry Kudlow, every time he's on TV, I swear to God, he's drunk. Uh, take a listen to him trying to explain the uh, the stimulus money that may or may not this was let's see this interview was done last this past Sunday uh, after Trump signed the quote unquote executive orders today so when will were people three, see their first ago. checks uh, I don't want to be as specific because you might hold me to it as you should but I think it's going to be in a couple of weeks, and I think it's going to come to about $1,200 per person. Uh, that's a huge wage increase. You keep saying $1,200 increase. per person. Are you talking about in addition to the unemployment that they're already getting? Oh, Where no. Where does that number uh, that's come the from? Payroll. That, that, I'm, I beg your pardon. The $1,200 will come from the payroll tax deferral. Okay, we're going to get to that. Okay. This, uh, All right, because this is there's a lot yeah, of I, numbers here, and it's 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 it, a little confusing. I'm going to get to payroll be, tax in a minute. Go ahead. It should be 800 bucks. I beg your pardon. It should be 800 bucks for the unemployment. 800 or 400? No, it should be four. It should be 800 dollars. 
if the states step up, we're prepared to match. That should be come out $400 federal, $400 states. Okay. I, we'll, we'll move on because I think this is it's not what the president said, and it's a bit confusing. That's all, folks. Larry Kudlow, once again, the Otis, Otis the drunk of the Trump administration. This guy hasn't got an effing clue what he's talking about or why. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff here. So uh, pick your topic. I just wanted, before you just move on, I just want to say that there's a tendency where idiots surround themselves with bigger idiots. So you in the middle there, that idiot actually sounds somewhat intelligent. Not right. working there, but I just, that's right. the whole purpose here. So let's stick with the executive orders from last week. Here's Peter Navarro. And uh, where do you see who who he uh, says, uh, no, just listen to this. Now, let me ask you this. Where is the president? Why was he at his golf club all weekend? Why isn't he negotiating? Look, I, I understand yeah, you guys me, don't let me like respond each other. To that. That, that's that Nancy not, Pelosi and on. the president, well, where is he? Well, Why isn't he involved? Look, you have to understand, this is the hardest working president in history. He works 24-7. He can be in Bedminster, Mar-a-Lago, the Oval Office, or anywhere in between. He can be at the Whirlpool factory like we were in Thursday, uh, celebrating uh, working men and women benefiting from tariffs. He's working 24-7. The problem here, the problem here is Capitol Hill, the swamp, the two, two houses that are too far apart. I mean, the Lord and the Founding Fathers created executive orders because of partisan bickering and divided government. That's what we have here. But the president's taking action. His constituency, let's be clear, his constituency is mainstream Republicans, blue-collar Democrats, and independents who are sick and tired of the swamp. And he reached out and he took action. He, you know, he, he didn't have to but sign those executive orders. He could have just let this keep going. He but did not do you that. Just, he took you, action, 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 and action. By the way, two things here. The Lord had nothing to do with uh, issuing executive orders. And by the way, Trump's constituency is everybody in the United States of America. All the citizens, not just the ones he likes. Uh, and again, that was Peter Navarro. They were on Meet the Press last week. Uh, I got one more thing on executive orders, and then we'll we'll talk a little the little piece of audio you're about to hear now is from uh, before the Trumpster was El Presidente, when he was just running. So take a listen on his take on executive orders back in the day. Signing executive orders is not the way our country was supposed to be run. Nobody ever heard of an executive order. Then all of a sudden, Obama, because he couldn't get anybody to agree with him, he starts signing them like they're uh, butter. You have a president that signs executive orders because he can't get anything done. He signs on immigration and on other things. I want to not use too many executive orders, folks. <laughs> the executive orders are an outrage. We have a president that can't lead. He said, the hell with it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I want to rest and I want to do other things, including going out play golf. This guy played hundreds of rounds of golf. As has been said many, many times... Trump, let Trump open his mouth and there is something out there to contradict it. Something he has said. Uh, I, I feel that I have stepped all over John now. He is playing games on his phone. Uh, no, no, I was just, I, I had, it's funny, I had a, uh, my uh, Google voice was 
ringing and then somebody left a text message on there hi it's mom need subs oh oh i don't know Ooh. that could be some that could be something coming from the heavens because my got- mom's been dead for over uh, uh over 40 years here folks so she she's got a great plan yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> that 5G is something, isn't it? Isn't it, though? Holy <laughs> Christ. It reaches to the heavens. Well, I'll so. tell you what. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. what. When I finally go, I'll make sure I bring some subs along with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the post office earlier. And mm-hmm. just just to take a dip into that, uh, Don Winslow, uh, who, if you don't follow, you really should, at Don Winslow, uh, he wrote this. Dear Speaker Pelosi and Senator Schumer, sorting machines have been removed from many post offices in key states. Post office hours have been kept back across the country. Post office boxes are being removed by trucks in key states. And you're in recess for summer break. And it's true. Why, why are they gone? By the way, the post office has put a halt to removing all post office, all mailboxes. But is it too late? Well, first off, you got to remember some of these things have been being swapped out for regular maintenance. If you've used a, a, a mailbox lately, you'll notice you don't have the pull down handle anymore. The opening is just wide enough to put a letter in there. You got a lot of people doing eBay and Amazon stuff and shipping packages and just dropping them in the mailbox, which you can't do. So they've redesigned the mailboxes to so that just an envelope will fit in. So, I didn't think that even the old ones, when you pulled down the handle, I didn't think you could get much in it. You couldn't get a. Oh yeah, you could get you a small. Couldn't package. get a big. No, not big. Well, a, a small package. Okay, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that can explode in small packages well, too. So be I, that, and that's another reason. But this is. They've been doing this. Has been an ongoing thing anyway. So some of the pictures you've seen out there of uh, post office maintenance trucks with lots of mailboxes on they exist anyway uh i was actually i was on a job last summer and we were parked we were waiting waiting for our call and uh post office guy came out and uh he was there to do exactly that to swap out uh the mailbox i got to chit-chatting with him because i had started the conversation by yelling i was standing outside the truck and i said to him He's he, he's undoing the thing from the concrete and pulling the box out and what I said. Hey, wouldn't it be easier just to open the door and get the mail? <laughs> he thought it and was he funny. probably probably looked at you and rolled his eyes a little bit. <laughs> he thought it was funny. We had a nice nice brief chat and and he explained to me what was going on with all that. So all right. uh, yeah, I mean we do have this the uh, uh, Joy fellow. Who, How do you? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the new Postmaster General, who was, let's face uh-huh. it, Trump has already said flat out, uh, he's going to, he, you know, he, we can't have mail-in ballots. He's He's got his boy in there. Overtime has been cut. I spoke to my, my postal carrier the other day briefly. I was walking out as he was coming in, so he just handed me the mail. I said, by the way, is it is it as bad as people are saying, what we're hearing? He says, kind of, kind of. We didn't get into detail. He didn't get, I didn't push him for details, you know, about uh, mail being on the, you know, sitting around. And so, look, wherever you happen to be, uh, if you're depending on a mail-in ballot, please, 
Get it as soon as possible. Return it as soon as possible. If you're uncomfortable with the mail, make the effort. Find out where in your city or municipality, your locality, where you can drop this off. It might be a courthouse. It might be a fire station. They might have drop boxes. Find out. Make your voice heard. Again, I don't yes. care what. I don't care which way you're voting, but make your voice heard. Do you know? Trump and the Republicans are waiting. They want people to have to go out to the polls. Why? Because they can, can they can shut down polling places. They can keep people from registering to vote. They can keep people from. Uh, being allowed to vote, they you know, or or they could or they can say that the uh, the polling places, that's where all the coronavirus is. You can go out to stadiums, concerts, church, no coronavirus there. All that coronavirus is in the polling places. Well, to that end, uh, we spoke about this briefly the other night. It happened in Atlanta. It's going to happen in a lot of cities where uh, the the arenas used for hockey and basketball are not being used right now. Are they going to turn them into giant polling places? Big, wide, safe. You can have three, four, five hundred uh, machines in there. So, it's, uh, a, it's a fantastic idea. You could put several. Technically, you could put several precincts right in one large, and you say, "Okay, you folks go here. Well, practice your social distancing. You folks go over here. You practice right. your social distancing." Where it's especially good is for early voting, where you don't have to go necessarily to your to your precinct because yes. they're not all open. Plus, right. every one of these arenas has access to highways, mass transit, and all that. They are relatively easy to get to. So that's people good- are going to have to stand ready, though. I, I'm telling right. you this right now. People are because for. Because people, there are people, even with mail-in, even if it's available, but other ways. There are people that can't get out of the house, shut in. Granny Annie, technically, right now is a shut-in. That can't get to, can't go bring their ballot even quite frankly, out to their mailbox. We need right. people to stand ready, volunteer. To volunteer to be able to pick up these people's uh, ballots and bring them to the appropriate spot. Right, right, and, right. And and I think there's going to be plenty of volunteers this year. Uh, again, look at the turnouts that there have been for, uh, for primaries. It's going to be, Trump and his people know this, and they know that they're going to get smashed here. Trump's looking to already sully the waters and and, and put that out there. Oh, my goodness, it was rigged. Remember, he claimed it was rigged when he won, he complained. And boy, he might have been the only time in his whole presidency that he wasn't lying. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's, uh... oh, you know, you know who we haven't heard from in a while. Oh, uh, Christine. No, the buttercream dream, man. The buttercream dream. One of our Come newer on. correspondents. Donald Trump, listen here real quick. It's your best friend, the champ, the buttercream dream. And I got some breaking news for you, you purposely pandering to the prejudiced people and performing your presidential poppycock from a purely perfunctory position. 
The rest of us see through your thinly veiled racist hogwash, you fear-mongering, festering fuckwad. You talk about how the suburban housewife wants to vote for you because you will keep her safe from all the low-income housing folks who want to invade her community. Well, first off, I'd like to say, quit trying to scare the buttercream dreams mama. And secondly, I don't know if you know this, but because of the way that your administration has botched the pandemic response, a lot of them suburban housewives are about to be low-income households too fucking sweet. And then who's going to be there to vote for you when they figure out that you thought of them and minorities the same way this entire fucking time? Skew! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the buttercream dream. <laughs> oh man <laughs> that video is on the website on radio tfi.com and uh we, we we like this guy uh you know s- somebody else that rose from the uh primordial ooze again this week was dr ronnie jackson you remember him he he was the former white house physician that said trump was uh weighed 239 pounds and was in the best shape of his life blah 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 you know, lied through his teeth. Uh, not not the psycho-looking guy in, in Manhattan, but this was the actual White House physician. So, so maybe so maybe he transposed the number, 293, 239. Who cares? 923? <laughs> but he, here, here's what Dr. Jackson had to say this week about the cognitive test. Uh, it's not an easy test. Most people can't score 30 out of 30 like President Trump did. That's a little bit more difficult to do. But the reality is, is that it's a screening test for cognitive disability. And if you don't have any cognitive disability, you should be able to pass the test. Yeah, but you also shouldn't be bragging about it. Somebody made you take that test for a reason. You just don't take it just because. I... Uh... Speaking of which, and we're going to get right into cognitive abilities. So here's here's Trump speaking this week on uh, on Monday. So let's talk about World War II. The closest thing is uh, in 1917. They say right the the great the great pandemic certainly was a terrible thing where they lost anywhere from 50 to 100 million people. Probably ended the Second World War. All the soldiers were sick. The closest. Did I just hear somebody laugh in the background when he said that? Yes, you did. All right. <laughs> and it wasn't us. For the last time, it's 1918, you buffoon. You're thinking of the movie 1917. It didn't end the Second World War. The Second I was World just War. Say, Second World War didn't start for about 20 some odd years later. Daddy's pants in 1917, for Christ's sake. And uh, so there, there's one part of the cognitive. This is. Uh, one of my favorites of the week here. Let me. Uh, oh, here he is because he's nobody's got the best. He's got the best words. It's ninety nine point nine nine five percent of all fatalities are adults. Think of that. Ninety nine point nine five. That is extremely close to a hundred percent of all fatalities are adults. It's only nice when he says it twice. Such a word master that Donald Trump. He's he's a regular wordsmith. There's no question about it. Oh, I no, know, right? No question about it. Now we. Uh... And look, let me let me make one thing perfectly clear when I say that. Myself and Mister Axe over here. Hey. 
Neither one of us are great wordsmiths. No, I I, I, I take exception with that. I, I take okay. exception. I, okay, I'll speak for myself. Thank you. Well, you, I got enough crap over here that I don't need to speak for you, to be honest with you. But <laughs> look, I'm not running for press. I'm not even running for dog catcher. You're not even I'm running. Not, hey, I'm sorry? You're not even running. Well, you're true. I run... The only time I run is when I have to get out of here to go to the can. That's the only time I'm running. You and I have but, big, have very strange, uh, different definitions of the word run. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I I'm, I'll, look, I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't have that expectation on me. As a co-talk show host on a little two-watt internet radio station here in our little corner of the internet i don't have that expectation i don't have to be an eloquent speaker and i want to address that by the way when ed gets done finishing his point so uh, carry on montesquieu <laughs> make a note of it if you can remember if you can uh if you can spell eloquent i will try i'm surprised try. you pronounced it properly too and correctly. oh my you enunciated. You pronunciated. Yes. Trump. Uh, Trump having a hard time. He uh, he called into his uh, support group on Fox. A disgrace. They play a much dirtier game. They'll impeach you over a phone call that was perfect. Nothing like that's ever happened before. They impeached me over a phone call that was absolutely perfect. You couldn't have made a better phone call. There was nothing done wrong with that phone call. And they play a much dirtier game, a much tougher game than the Republicans. In other words, he's saying the Republicans do play a dirty game. But he's still going on about the perfect phone call. This was from uh, Tuesday, the 11th. But, by the way, it is day 153 for me, if, if you're counting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's get on now to... Can I let me let me slip my thought in on that real quick? By all means. Well, I was having this discussion on Twitter here, and unlike a lot of people, I will engage people on the right on Twitter, and sometimes I'll even try to be nice. <laughs> I, I will. No, I'll try to be nice. If it, it's the old, like the old movie Roadhouse, you know, uh, when it all and by all means, be nice. Well, when do I stop being nice? I'll tell you when it's time to stop being nice. And I'm paraphrasing. I got, I totally screwed that up. But um, no. So this guy's throwing throwing $20 words into this uh, five-cent conversation. And he's mentioning stuff that, quite frankly, I don't have any clue of what the hell he's talking about. You see, he thinks he's one of these QAnons that think that I'm, I'm per, uh, because I'm a, uh, I'm a Democrat. Ooh. Well, I'm, I, I'm got this grand scheme against Donald Trump, and finally, I told him, I says, you know what? Sometimes this is such Trump is such a problem that the gloves are off as far as I'm concerned, and I said, I am willing to go to measures fair or unfair to get this slime ball out of office. And I think that there are a lot of Democrats 
who feel that way. Well, and this dumb son of a bitch even realize he admits he didn't doesn't like Donald Trump. You have to also understand this started my hatred for Donald Trump came much sooner, or excuse me, happened a lot sooner than when he. Damn, I do you want to talk about not being a wordsmith right now? Your it hate proceeded, my hatred for uh, for Trump preceded him sauntering down that escalator to announce his candidacy. And what the hell that all about? Don't worry about it. Not like you were crapping your pants. Yeah, it was a little. So, yeah, but but that was besides that, man. Look, don't try to impress. If you're in in a conversation with me, you can say anything. You can get down and dirty and say whatever you want to me. But when you start getting up there on your little high horse and you're throwing these 20-syllable words at me, I'm just going to basically get lost. That's our I, whole I show. Have, that's, have, our, that's my whole shtick. It's, it's, it's your shtick. Your shtick is up your... Easy, easy, easy. I, I bit my tongue. I, I did well. I bit my tongue. By Good the boy. By the way, I think it's time here we announce that yes, the liberals do have. There is a conspiracy, without question. It is a nation, national conspiracy, to remove Donald Trump from office. We're all going to get together on November third and vote him out. Ask the door. That's the conspiracy. And as we throw him through it. Well, there's, you know. That's Get opening enough. the door. We're just going to throw his ass right through it. He's going to look like the coyote. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. You're going to see Donald Trump's, uh, Donald Trump's uh, figure. You know what I As just it re- goes out the solid door. Bye. This is a little late, but uh, just we forgot this at the beginning of the show. And I got to throw it in here before I forget. Oh, oh, you got to talk about an emergency bat turn. There's your stock tips. Uber closed at $29.99. It's on sale. Down $2.91 from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft. Lyft. Uh, closed the week at $28.51. Down $1.68. That's your TNC stock report. Late, but there. So, anyway, my apologies for that, for those of you who have been hanging on. You know, it's funny, because when we were talking about it, I was going to tell you we should leave a little room there. You should have. To do that. I I apologize here. Unfortunately, I was on a little bit of a rant there on the the, uh, first uh, hour of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. So now, let's get on to Kamala Harris. Okay, easy. Watch your, watch your. Well, by the way, President Obama once called the best-looking attorney general in the United States. He caught a lot of heat for that. I look. We we are not going. I nobody in their right mind would deny saying at some point in time that Kamala Harris is easy on the eyes. She's very attractive. Beautiful smile. You can't. Yes. Yes. And exactly. There. That is perfect. Beautiful smile. So anyway. So earlier this week, uh, Tuesday, the day it was announced, uh, Richard Goodstein, a regular Fox contributor, was on uh, uh, the, the uh, Mr. Carlson show. 
Tucker Carlson. And yeah, you'll see why I refer to him as that in a second. So there's speaking about the new uh, Democratic VP nominee. Tucker, can I just say one quick thing? Because this is of something course. that will serve you and your fellow um, hosts on Fox. Her name is pronounced comma like the punctuation mark la, Kamala. Okay? okay. We, uh, seriously, I've heard every sort on, of bastardization. Okay. So what? That. That's how it is, uh, Kamala. Uh, okay, okay. okay. Well, but that, I think it's out of respect uh, for somebody who's going to be on the national ticket. Pronouncing her name right is actually okay. not, it's kind of a So I'm disrespecting her by mispronouncing her name unintentionally. So it begins. You're not allowed to criticize Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris or whatever. Kamala. No, because no, 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 Kamala, Kamala no, Harris. Whatever. Yeah, way to go, schmucker. I'm sorry, cucker. I mean, uh, oh, at, just, I just about said it. You just uh, about had to bleep I, me. I was, I was thinking about doing it myself, but so anyway, <laughs> so it begins on Fox, where uh, where good people go to die. Uh, so here's Trump talking about Kamala, and she. I read today that she's very short on facts. Uh, she, I think she's going to be a big failure, and I think I look forward to the debate between her and Mike Pence because I think he'll do even better against her than he did against Senator Kane, which was a total wipeout. So we'll see how it all works out. Well, I think we're all looking forward to the vice presidential debate just to, uh, you know, I don't want to get expectations too high, but I can't see. Oh, by the way, Mike Pence talked about that about the uh, upcoming presidential debate. Uh, here's what he had to say on Wednesday. I just have to tell you, I, you know, I, I, I like the matchup. It, you know, it's on, Sean. I can't wait to get back out there. I'll be in Iowa tomorrow. It's on. He also had this to say about Kamala the next day. Senator Kamala Harris said she would change the dietary guidelines of this country to reduce the amount of red meat Americans can eat. Well, I've got some red meat for you. Hey, now. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. <laughs> I have now, not. Now, less. I have, lest I, stay. I have not not laughed every time I've listened to that. <laughs> Let, lest I say that had somebody had somebody uh, 30 oh. years ago or so said, look, lard ass, you keep eating red meat. Uh, you're going to well, wait a minute. Somebody did say that. Yeah. And yes, it did happen. High blood pressure, uh-huh. uh, diabetes, uh-huh. Uh, uh, weighing in at uh, 317 pounds when you're. Uh, not even five foot nine. Yeah, I think somebody should have been cutting out my red meat uh, uh, too there. But, you know, it is what it is. But he's going to make sure she doesn't mess with America's meat. Oh, I, hey. <laughs> we got we, we a couple, couple more pieces here that I want to. Uh, this is. <laughs> America's meat. <laughs> It's on, well, Mike. You're really running with that, aren't you? Holy <laughs> buckets of bolts. So, so on uh, Wednesday, this was put out. It's a, it was a split screen. It, it's Kamala Harris speaking as she accepts the, the you know, 
a after being, uh, you know, her whole unveiling. And it alternates back and forth between Mike Pence and uh, it's a hoot and a holler. You know, four more years means more jobs. Trump is also the reason millions of Americans are now unemployed. There's not a day gone by since the president tapped me to lead the White House Coronavirus Task Force that I haven't thought of the families that have suffered loss. It's because of Trump's failure to take it seriously from the start. Because I knew then that Donald Trump had the vision, the leadership, and the strength to make America great again, and in four short years, that's just what we've done. He inherited the longest economic expansion in history from Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And then, like everything else he inherited, he ran it straight into the ground. Atta girl. Atta girl. We're, we're, that the truth. We're almost at the end here. Uh, I've got something from Judge Weinbox. I mean, Janine Pirro. Uh, honestly, I think it's about Harris. I... I look at her. Sure, she's a box girl, or is she a bottle girl? Oh, I'm sure she's a box girl. I'm sure she buys Ooh. it in quantity. I'm sure she buys it in quantity. And by the way, the boxes are easier to stack. True. Than bottles. Joe Biden isn't going to be on the ticket. I have a sense that something's going to happen before the election, and he's not even going to be on the ticket. So don't even ask me if he's going to make the four years. Do you hear somebody in the back saying, oh, man. She's basically that's a threat. He's not gonna he's not gonna make it to the election, let alone the four years. Uh oh, by the way, by the way, because uh you know, we had our new correspondent, but we also have Brent, our uh, opposition correspondent here. He's gonna weigh in on Kamala Harris too. So we wanna get that in. So I just seen on Fox News that Joe Biden, aka Grandpa Smell Your Hair. Just when you think he can't get any dumber. He says, hold my life alert and watch this. And he picked Kamala Harris as his VP. Well, ever since Cardi B put out WAP, these broads are out here thinking they can do whatever they want. But she can't hold a candle to my vice president and still your vice president, Michael Pence. Mostly because he doesn't allow women that aren't his wife to get that close to him, but... I don't know anything about Carmela Harris, but I know she's wrong. As sure as I'm far right, I know she's wrong. Here's my reasoning, you soy boys. Go ahead and say a name for the Democratic VP nomination. Go ahead, say it. Wrong. Say another one. Wrong. Say another Wrong. She's too dumb. He's too fat. He's not hot enough. Biden's got dementia, Hillary's emails, Obamagate, a can of beans, Bush did 9-11. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Whatever you say, us maggots are going to say wrong. It's like really bad improv or the worst game of Mad Libs you ever played. And that's what you're going to be come whatever day the election is. You're just going to be a bunch of Mad Libs. I don't know anything about Carmela Harris. I know she's a woman. I know she's black, and I know she's Asian. So you better get ready for a bunch of racist and sexist comments, because like Frank's Red Hot, I'm about to put that shit on everything. Now get off my property. <laughs> Thank you, Cough Brent. sounds worse, by the way. It, it does, but I'm sure we'll, he'll, uh, he'll be back next week for with more thoughtful insight.
and uh, uh, finally, finally, the last piece of audio that I have for this week involves uh, Anthony Mason from CBS interviewing uh, Jared Kushner. Ooh, he went to Jared. You know, the, uh, the almost invisible uh, son-in-law of El Presidente who's been assigned everything. So uh, this is, by the way, we barely, too, we didn't touch on this at all. Of course, Trump's starting rumors out there that, that Kamala Harris oh, yeah. is, uh, wasn't born in this country. Starting this old nonsense up again. So uh, Anthony Mason of CBS uh, questioned Jared about this. At a press conference yesterday, President Trump promoted a false and racist conspiracy theory that Senator Kamala Harris is not eligible to be vice president. Let's take a listen to what he said in that briefing yesterday. So I just heard that I heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. Uh, and by the way, the lawyer that wrote that piece is a very highly qualified, very talented lawyer. I have no idea if that's right. I would have th- I would have assumed the Democrats would have checked that out before she gets chosen to run for vice president. But that's a very serious. You're saying that they're saying that she doesn't qualify because she wasn't born in this country. Does the Trump campaign accept that Kamala Harris is a qualified candidate? Uh, he just said that he had no idea whether that's right or wrong. I don't see that as promoting it. But look, at the end of the day, uh, it's something that's out there. Uh, and uh, again, that's I not have what not I'm studied asking. it. Is, do you accept that she's a qualified candidate? Uh, I personally have no reason to believe she's not. But again, my focus for the last 24 hours has been on the historic peace deal that we've been able to achieve here. She was born in Oakland, California. Yeah. Makes her a qualified candidate. Why didn't the president take the opportunity to debunk that theory? Uh, I have not had a chance to discuss this with him, but again, uh, I let his word speak for himself. They're going to love him in prison. They're just going to love him. He's a pretty skinny white boy. That just has a real eerie, eerie familiar tone to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell you. By the way, you know, of course, why couldn't have Trump taken the high road on that? Or I, I realize now, you know, I, I take that back. Trump hasn't taken the Come high on, road that, since day one here. He's been high on the road. Well, this is true. Uh, let's put it this way. Donald Trump is no uh, John McClain. John McClain or John McCain? Did I say McClain? I am so sorry. Slap my mouth. I am so <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, let me, re- let me redo that. Donald Trump is is no John McCain. Okay. And Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. That's right. But you you remember you remember how how McCain responded when that when that woman Oh but he's a Muslim. Yeah. I don't trust him. He's a Muslim. Oh the, my That was one of those seminal moments that really had me you know latching on to the McCain train, if you will, because he was able to not just, you know, ride along with this, with this nonsense, but he, you know, he, I don't want to say he put her in his, her place, but he corrected her. He was very calm. He did put her in in his, in his own way. He did put her in her place. Yeah. And look, and, and I love that he said, you know, he's a good man. We just have some fundamental disagreements. We disagree on some things. 
that to me was one of the best. That's how it's supposed to be. You and I, we can get along. We disagree on some things. It doesn't mean we have to go through all this nonsense that you know, we go through. I just this thought just came to mind, Ed. Slap me if you th- slap me if you don't think I'm being a good Democrat or a good liberal for saying this. Mm-hmm. I wonder how how our political landscape would have changed if uh, if uh, McCain would have won that election. It, it's it's somewhat interesting to, to think about. And had had John McCain won and was able to make it through two terms, because I firmly believe if he won one, he would. He would have done the eight years that Obama did uh, because I can't think about what it would have been to have Sarah Palin as president. And again, that's what that's what finally did him in. Yeah, with, I think you're Sarah, right there. Sarah Palin. But while I'm not unhappy that Obama won, I, I you know, it's interesting to see to think about. All right. We have a man who is literally as demonstrated beyond a shadow of a doubt what he will do for this country. There's no question. And there's no knock on Obama, none whatsoever. But John McCain proved it with his, with his life, with his body, with his, you know, <clears throat> what he would give up, what he was willing to do in service to his country. So, yes, I do often, you know, I do occasionally wonder how things would have been different under John McCain. I think we would have been fine, to be quite honest. Yeah, I I'm not okay. uh, not gonna lie. I I don't think we were all that bad under even uh, under uh, Bush Senior. Uh, no, no, not horrible. Not not that not great, but not that bad. No, no, nowhere near where we are right now. Well, no, no, you can't look. You you got people that like comparing know, feathers to a pile of crap. Yeah. Uh, they both come from birds, but eh, it's kind of different. Speaking of, see, I got a bird thing today. Sounds like it. Because it is like it. But, uh, I don't know. Where was he? Four hours worth of material. We're, so, we're, we're around in third base and we're running out of steam. No, we're not. Well, you have this fascination, uh, you have this uh, fascination with uh, birds here, all you know, all of a sudden, and I totally now I totally forgot the what I was going to say about that. <laughs> so you didn't. Expect I I am I am telling you, you didn't expect I, the bird thing, did you? I I, I really didn't. I nope. really really nope. didn't. And that's the fun of doing this program. Oh, I know, right? That's the fun <laughs> is to catch John. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, too late. Call us on Monday. Or leave a message. <laughs> or, or leave a, a tweet. Taxi yeah. Stand Hour. At Taxi Stand Hour. On that bird known as the Twitter. Write a letter. Write a letter. Address it to Taxi Stand Hour at Radio TFI Executive Tower 2. Make sure it's 2. That's where the mailroom is. If you send it to 1, it's a whole thing. Well, at this rate, we might get it by 2022. Well, that's we'll see we'll see uh yeah so you you send it to executive tower to uh radio city station uh 
1019. That's my old zip code. <laughs> you know right. the difference between that, that? Here's where we go. You know what the difference between kinky and perverted is? <laughs> oh, please tell me. Kinky is when you tickle yourself with a feather. Yeah. Perverted is when you tinkle, tickle yourself with a whole bird. Yeah, now we're talking. Now, now you're catching on. Ooh, ooh. I, I swear <laughs> to God, I was literally, I literally had that sputtered. But, but well, what was that? What was that? <laughs> oh, now we're uh, now we're cooking with. Kids. Now we're now we're definitely gonna ride this oh, off the rails, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, so yeah. So we got. So coming up next week is four nights of God only knows what. Uh, Tuesday uh-huh. night, Temper Tantrum Tuesday. Uh, maybe we'll do something again on Thursday. We did cartoon music this past Thursday, and I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun. It, it was, was a lot, lot of fun, fun. and if you just wanted, if you just wanted to just kick back, go down memory lane, and especially well, memory lane when it comes to. People that are of age, say fifty a, and over, a, a certain age, men of yeah. a certain age. By the way, you know what I found in the uh, vault, in the dark, dusty part? I found a whole box of tapes of old commercials. Uh, you found that sex doll that you stashed back there Shh. about the... the one with the feathers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you stopped using that because you were allergic to latex. No, it's it was feathers. <laughs> I I was afraid. I'm afraid that I'm gonna hurt the doll because every time I show up, she's got a surprise look on her face. There you go. <laughs> Is that the look? <laughs> that's the one. For the people on the radio, that's uh, John just made the sex doll face, and now I'm intrigued. <laughs> you go get you go get a feather duster, and we might have something here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this is this is this is the part of the show where you put your kids. You go say, Johnny, don't you have to go potty right now? Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta figure out another minute here. And this, I don't know. It's all yeah. it's only gonna get deeper, my friend. Trust me. Even though, no, seriously ep- though, we yeah. Uh, yeah that you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the box of old uh, old time cartoons. That'd be a hell of an idea, because I love I I'll go on I'll go on YouTube every once in a while when I have nothing better to do, and I'll go look at old seventies commercials. Yeah, yeah. That, so. that that is actually a lot of fun, and and you know you you young whippersnappers here, uh-huh. re- remember the days when you could actually advertise cigarettes on TV and radio. Ooh. You know, Winston. oh my goodness. Winston tastes good like a cigarette. Every once in a while, you get smart and read my mind. Show us your lark. Hey, here's your lark, right? <laughs> oh, never was a commercial, I don't think, but you know. What? Show us your lark? No, no, it never was a commercial, but uh, never mind your Rockies. Show us your bush. Oh! Here we go. Excuse me, it was. Uh, We're done. Never mind your. Never mind your rock. Or never mind your mountains. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Anyways, it's time for us to get off the smut trail here and uh, 
say goodbye for a uh, another Saturday of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. For my friend Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon, and as always, I got to do it. See ya!